Thus you and I are God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments and has commanded us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. Please, Adonai, our God, sweeten the words of your Torah in our mouth and in the mouth of your people, the family of Israel. May we and our offspring and the offspring of your people, the house of Israel, all of us, know your name and study your Torah for its own sake. Blessed you, Adonai, who teaches Torah to his people Israel. Blessed you, Adonai, our God, King of the universe, who selected us from all the peoples and gave us his Torah. Blessed you, Adonai, giver of the Torah. Amen. How many of you are Sabbath keepers? You call yourself a Sabbath keeper? Pretty much 100%? You wondered about it? Okay, just check. Okay, good, good, good. All right, so uh, see, uh, see my Hebrew teachers here. I'll see what I can do here. Zachor et Yom HaShabbat the Show. Ooh! Out of the park. So, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Do you do that? No. Sad. Um, remember, you keep it holy, you don't make it holy. There's a difference, right? Yep. Who made it holy? Hashem. God. He set it apart. He created a sanctuary in time, and we're supposed to keep it holy. What does that mean? I know you want to talk. It's not relevant to this point, but I'll answer that. Okay. Um, you keep it holy by guarding it. Which guarding, is the word, right? Yeah, um, by guarding what has already been deposited, essentially. Good, good. I like being deposited. Deposited. Okay. Okay, so you can bank on that. <laughs> there it is. That was too easy. <laughs> so let's, let's talk about it. How do you keep the Sabbath day holy? Brock, how do you keep the Sabbath holy? You don't work. You don't work. You don't work. You don't? We don't work. Don't work. No work, no fire, no commerce. Where does the no work thing come from? The ten words. It well, comes from the. It's, it's in the Torah. In Genesis it's in the Torah, yeah. right? It's in the Torah. Mm-hmm. How about the no fire deal? In the Torah. It's in the Torah. How about the no commerce, buying or selling? It's in the prophets, Nehemiah, right? Yeah. Okay. We've got a couple other ones on there too. If we want to. Um, what do you got? Uh, you've got no carrying of burdens comes from Jeremiah. Okay. Um, and you could also lay on the sticks. Yeah, you get the sticks. You just don't know. That's no. Uh, that comes. That stems from um, possibly no carrying or no gathering, because that ties in with the manna. They were supposed to stay in their place and not go gather the manna on the sixth day. Mm-hmm. Staying in your place. Don't go out of your place. Don't go out of your place. Um, which is also the same story about the gathering the sticks and staying in your place. And, and then we go to direct result. Children, animals, and servants were also to. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Brock and I uh, stayed stayed late. You left. I was there for this. You left. Brock and I stayed late after Shabbos. I was there. That's true. That's nothing else needs to be said. So Brock and I stayed late, and and all of you left, and a beautiful woman showed up at the front door with her daughter. How's that? From Brazil. From Brazil. Everybody was there, but nobody stayed to sit because what was her number one question? What's Shabbat? How can I keep Shabbat? How can I do that? I have servants. I have so many servants and maids and manservants. How could I possibly? I would have to starve. You know, it was, it was an amazing conversation, I think, uh, to hear. <laughs> this, this was here? here? Yeah, after Shabbat. Right after Shabbat. Really? Like 3.30. 
how did she like? Where did she come from? She actually. Uh, she flew here. She flew here. Actually, no. She flew here to meet your father, and she had the tradition study printed out in her hand, and literally, I am not exaggerating, burst into tears when it was determined that she would not be able to see your father. Oh. She burst into tears four, maybe five that times after that what? for that different was... reasons, most of which I think I was the cause of, but we got past it. <laughs> Her daughter was crying so hard at one point she couldn't get air going. <laughs> you know, we're like, uh, so do you offer a hanky? Do you oxygen mask? I mean, you know, how, how do you do it? It was, it was a difficult time. But her, her question was, I mean, I mean, how can you do this? I mean, if you have servants. Unbelievable revelation to her. The servants get the day off as well. Well, therefore, you die on July. There it was. Yes, I was, and I thought, as we were talking to her, like, she can actually keep this commandment better than I can because I don't have any servants to give the day off. That's right. Oh, all I can do is not use the dishwasher. (laughs) She's got actual people. Well, you can't keep her frame for making your kids work for you. That's true. Whoa. Actually, (laughs) it's valid. Your kids do work for you the other six days of the week. What That's did you true. say? I'm really confused by these implications. <laughs> <laughs> so, are there any... I mean, you got any guidelines? What are you doing? I go as the spirit leads. <laughs> oh, what spirit? <laughs> I see myself in, you know, in high altitudes, world peace. <laughs> if we talk about keeping the Shabbat, I know that there are some who would say that we don't keep Shabbat. Well, the majority of us because we drive somewhere on Shabbat. Correct. And we flick light switches on Shabbat. Yes. Etc. So when it comes to keeping the Sabbath, the, at least we're not working, we are praying, we're meeting, we're not going out and buying things. And I think that those are huge deals. But when it comes to being completely Shomer Shabbat, Shabbat observant, some would say that we are not. Um, and that's I, I think it would be a misnomer if we were to call ourselves Shomer Shabbos, right? Does right. everybody understand the, the term? Shomer Shabbos, or Shomer Shabbat. Shomer Shabbos, yes? Yes, no, maybe, somewhat? If you're Shomer Shabbos, you guard Shabbat theoretically completely. So you you keep everything that the sages say you're supposed to do. What are some of those things? And beyond, are some of the rules more modern than even like the sages? Well, I mean, if you do, if you do those from even before, you can still claim that you're Shomer Shabbos. I mean, you know, are you a new shomer or an old shomer? Same yeah, okay. kind of deal. But there's, I mean, it's quite a bit beyond. But what's the biggest difference between us and them? Well, driving. Driving? But well, we drive under duress. Second. Electricity. Electricity? I wouldn't say it's the biggest one. The weirdest one. Toilet. Turn the toilet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say that's, that lends new meaning to preparing for the Sabbath. Rocks coming. You might be able to buy like buy a pre-cut depending on where you're going. That's right. Sure, you just right. use a tissue box and just tissues out of it. Oh. Tissues. Uh, yeah. You don't flush those. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I don't know about that. Does one. he own a toilet? No. <laughs> He's <laughs> renting, right? He's a renter. Yes. At the hotel, at the Western Wall on Shabbat, they actually have in little toilet paper dispensers, um, two sheets come out at a time, so that you never have to tear. So it's like they have a little dispenser type deal. It's like a paper towel. You pull it out, and it's like, you know, long like this this long piece of toilet paper, and the next one comes out. It's two different things. Even outside Shabbos, you don't waste the TP. 
<laughs> the point being is that it's 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 intentionally designed to help you avoid breaking Shabbat. Cool. Because they is it um, the Melachot, there are oh whoa oh. Oh. whoa oh. Oh. and we're gonna talk about work. Okay. What are we gonna bring up? It was gonna be. The Melachot, right? All right. Six Man. days you shall labor and do all your work. So who wants to try the uh, Sheshet Yamim phrase in Hebrew? Do you want to let me butcher it? Sheshet Yamim. Don't butcher it. Sita kol Okay. So the uh, the key here, of course, is melech techa, right? And from this we get melech melechot. Exactly right. So um, this is this is the word for all, all right? Uh, and this is the work. So let's talk about the melecha, the thirty-nine melechot. Yes. Um, are you going to go into... Probably. Why does he always ask me what I'm going to go into? I just wait and see. Okay. I reserve the right to interject if you don't cover the points I want Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Rabbi Shimon... I know that man. Rabbi Shimon ben Rabbi Yossi ben Lacunia in uh, Bavli Shabbat 49b suggests that the number 39 can be derived from the number of times the various forms of the word melacha which would be melecha, melecho, and melechet appear in the Torah. Oh, look, we've got them all. So, that's what Rav Shimon says. So I'll wait for everybody to get their seats, and then we'll continue. So if we, back to Shomer Shabbos, if you say that you're Shomer Shabbos, then you are doing everything that you can to keep the 39 Melachot. Yes? Yes. Correct. So I'd like to just briefly run down how these 39 Melachot came to be. Related to the building of the Sabbath? I don't know. We'll see. That's not what he says, is it? Is that what he says? Well, yeah. He says it comes from the number of words. 39 can be the number of times the various forms of the word Melaka appear in the Torah. That's what Rav Shimon says. But that's for the number. For the number 39. That's what I'm talking about, the number. Unfortunately for the rabbi, that number is 63. Oh, he's one of those Not 39. Rats! Don't you hate it when you catch the rabbi? I thought maybe it was just transposed, you know? Image, it's right? a mirror image. Could be, yeah, could be. So I thought, well, what do we always want to do? Give the rabbi a buy, right? Cut him a little slack. So if you take a look at it and count just the lemma, just the root, well, there's only 19. There's 20 other times, which is 39, but those other 20 times is translated as angel, which has the same root as mem, lamed, Bummer. So, the big question I've got is, Rabbi Yochanan and Rav Shimon ben Lakis spent three and a half years, according to the Jerusalem Talmud, studying the Mishnah about the 39 Melachot. 
And they end up deriving 39 subcategories for each one of the 39 categories of Malachah. Well, how did, they, how did they do that if there's not 39? I mean, where did the 39 come from? And it appears that if you study the Talmud, if you look at the writings of the sages, if you look at the uh, Midrashim, it seems like the 39 is predetermined. It's like they start with 39 and try and make it fit. Like it's the number of times that this word shows up, even though it's like, well, not. So you have to really wonder what's going on. Here it gets, it gets better. Check this out. 39 verses 63. Those guys that were just making those up, check this. Rabbah Barkana said in the name of Rav Yochanan, these two guys that I had on the previous slide, they didn't move from their places until someone brought in a Torah scroll and they counted the instances. There's 63 guys. You can look it up. If you add the two derivatives in the 10 words, it's really 65. How is it that they sat there and counted and got 39 when there's not 39? Say again? Like, would they limit the number of the type of forms it could be in? Maybe that's what it was. Specifically from the Exodus story? Yeah, I know that the word shows up a lot in building the tabernacle, which is where they derive the actual categories from. Yes. So, it seems like they're starting with the 39, but they can't be counting the words. They can't be. Because there's no way you can get 39, even if you look at the various things. Let's take a look at that. Here are the three derivations of the word. If you knock out the last one, you get 40. It's close. It's a lot closer. But if you violate the Sabbath, what's, what's the penalty? Do you really want to be off by one? It seems that this would be inconsistent with the way the sages would work. You'd think they have it down, even if you disagree with how they did it, you'd think they have it down to a science. But if you read, and there's a lot about it in the Talmud, the 39 seems to be a foregone conclusion before they even start doing anything. So they go to count stuff, you know what they're going to come up with. 39. How many different categories might we have? 39. How many cards in a deck? 39. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's there. Okay, so obviously we've got some magic math going, right? What do we call magic math in Hebrew? Gematria, that's exactly right. And look at that. Rav Kanina of Sephoris in the Jerusalem Talmud again bases the derasha or this understanding upon the gematria of the phrase, these are the things. Out of Exodus 35.1, because we know we're going to the tabernacle. Everybody knows that that's where these come from, right? So here is that phrase from 35.1. Can you say it? Well, this is Devarim's words. Or things. Right? Or things. But the words about the things, right? So these are the things. So this is the word that they're working on for the gematria. Hmm. Well, Alright, so what's Aleph? Gematria of one. one. That one's easy. 
How about Lamed? 30. 30, good. And how about Hay? 5. Darn! That's only 36. <laughs> but Rabbi Kanina was convinced that's where we get to 39. How does he do it? Yeah, you get to add the number of letters. You never get to, num to add the number of letters. That's what it is. How about that? You know what Rabbi Kanina said? He goes, things is plural. And if it's plural, that means we can add two. Now with the 38. And then he said, the definite article, ha, is there. So, bam, 39! <laughs> It's in the Talmud, guys. Unbelievable, but true. Huh. And you know what that's called? Hinky. Yeah. That's Hinky. 39 Malachal? Mm -hmm. I'll go with 36. So here, Rabbi Dr. Yol Bin Nun. Whoa. We can be totally related. Cool, huh? My, my name after Joshua Bin Nun. Right, right. So yeah, the first name might be wrong. Okay. So, he looks like he's got a little bit of a vitamin A deficiency, but that's okay. <laughs> Here's, uh, he had an idea. Because he's looking into it just like I was, and he, he came up with this. He goes, Rav Yossi Ben Kanina said, the Torah doesn't say here, this is the thing. No, that's exactly what's in 35.4. This is the thing. But rather, these are the things, plural. Thing, things, and the things. And from here, from here. Not the gematria, not the number of times the word is there, but from here we learn there are categories of oat and subcategories of oat. From here, from the things they were told to build. Surprisingly, okay. So that rabbi, who's alive right now, made this list. He looked him by a cal, that's 35, 11 through 19, and he found how many things are they told to build? 39. What's the last one? The service vestments for officiating in the science work. Then he looked at the parallel passage in Pekudei, which is chapter 29, verses 33 through 41, and how many did he find? 39. And the last one? The service vestments for officiating in the science work. He says this can't be a coincidence. Because there's three differences in these lists. They're close. But there's three here that aren't over there, and there's three over there that aren't over here. But they still end up both being 39. Can't be a coincidence. And it ends with the same thing. So he says, that's the deal. That's where the 39 Malachot come from. If you look at how to do each one of these in that list, that's what you can't do. Because sandwich. Before you build this, we're reminded about Shabbat. After you build this, we're reminded about Shabbat. Okay. 39. Way to go, Rabbi. He actually recently gave this understanding of where the rabbis got this and the sages came up with their 39 and said it wasn't the count of the number of words. And it wasn't the gematria. It was this. Another rabbi pulled him aside and said, it's pretty novel. Feeling good about this. Sorry, rabbi. But it's actually already there. 
the rabbis have already said this. But before he pointed that out to him, he said, in the Kilta of Rav Ishmael, these are the things. Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi says this comes to include 39 forms of melakot about which Moses informed them by word of mouth. Well, the Mishnah cites 40 melakot minus one. That's exactly how it's described, the stripes for uh, someone who's uh, to be punished. To what does this correspond? Rav Kanina Bar Kama said to them, it corresponds to the items of service built for the time. So that's what he was saying. And that comes from the Jerusalem Shabbat, I mean the Jerusalem Talmud, Shabbat 7-2, and the Babylonian Shabbat, 97 be at 78. And I think that there's, well, the thing that makes me most intrigued by the theory that they're tying in here is it specifically says not to do Malaka work on Shabbat. And then when it describes the tabernacle, it uses that exact same word in for use of that. A lot. And so it, whether or not you come up with 39, whether or not you make it the same as the list of the sages, there definitely seems to be an implication that whatever they were doing to build a tabernacle, or at least the main tasks, seems to are have things you're not supposed to do on Shabbat. Agreed. But again, I want to make sure we all understand. The rabbis did not come up it's with the number 39. I just showed you. The number 39 is twice in the scripture. If you're looking at the items in the tabernacle, that list is there twice, and there's 39 in both so, one of the things that's interesting uh, from a New Testament perspective that uh, Yeshua said that he is Lord of the Sabbath. And we see that the 39 relate to the temple. And there's also a relationship between Yeshua and the temple. So it's sort of interesting. Lord of the Sabbath, the Lord of the temple. My house. Exactly. Not getting the interesting part, although it is in all times. So anyway, this celebrated cool rabbi um, missed that about a thousand years ago. Um, Ramban and some others in the Midrash Agadol actually put these 39 commands to create these items for the tabernacle. In Exodus 35, 11 through 19, correlate with the 39 categories of labor for Ben Shabbat. It's written right there. You just kind of missed that. Where do we know that the Israelites were commanded to create these 39 items? The commands were stated earlier in the Parashiyot of Teramah and Tetzimah. So there you go. So, how do you keep Shabbat? And do you think this is a good way to figure out how to keep Shabbat? Let's look at something. Let's just go to another topic entirely. We've talked about atonement. We've been talking about atonement the past several uh, Shabbats we've gotten together and reading the portions. Miriam's death juxtaposed with the red heifer. Aaron's death juxtaposed with the priestly vestments. Saul and Jonathan's death juxtaposed with God being treated for the land. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the Talmud. Right. And in the Talmud, or if not the Talmud, at, le at least the Midrashim, what, what did they come up with? Because so, these things are together in the scripture. Therefore, the one takes the place of the, four, the, the, the latter and times. atoning for people. So they're related, and boom! The death of the righteous brings atonement. That's what they came up with. Right? You get that, right? So what's the top shelf midrash you want to memorize? This is from Moed Katan, 28a. That's the Mishnah. Leviticus Rabbah 2012, that's the Midrash. This is the one that you should memorize. Moses sees into the future and knows Israel will have neither tabernacle or temple. Then what? The divine reply was, I will take one of the righteous men and retain him as a pledge on their behalf in order that I may pardon all 
their sins. If an Orthodox rabbi tells you that this vicarious atonement of Christ is just a bunch of hooey that Christians and Gentiles made up, it's not true. Christians didn't make it up at all. Exodus Rabbah 35, 4. That's a good one to memorize. So, because these things are next to one another in the Bible, the sages were like, God is sovereign. The Bible's not a mistake. The scriptures were written specifically at his direction. Men were moved by the Spirit. So if things are stuck together, if things are stuck together, then there must be a reason why they're together. And they come up with this type of analogy. And from that, we get an amazing vicarious atonement. So you buy in that with regard to the 39 Malachor? 39 things to build equals 39 prohibited labors? Joshua says yes. I think There's it's 39 things I need to build before I'm told to build them. I'm reminded of Shabbat beforehand. I'm reminded of Shabbat afterwards. I've got to do stuff. And the word Malachah, as he said, is throughout that passage in Exodus. It seems, seems to work. If you don't want to go with that atonement thing on the previous slide, you can't really go with this one. And if you don't want to go with this one, you really can't go with the previous one. They kind of work together. So, 39 months. Are you going to keep this up? Is there a particular one that you find corners? Or do you think the list is complete bonus? Pete, would you look in there and see if you can find the uh, first fruits of Zion pamphlets, the old ones, on the Guardian Shabbat? Is it Guardian Shabbat? The blue one? It's the blue one. It's got them on the back. It's got all 39. There should be a stack of them. Well, you missed all my cool stuff. And some really cool animations with my bouncing. So, Keeping Shabbat. One that I struggle with is uh, the driving aspect because I've, I've tried to, as much as I can, look into, well, how do you start a car? What's the process and scientific aspects behind the ignition of an engine? Is All right, well, well let's, let's back off that for a second and just go to this. So the command is, because this isn't in the third of the code, right? Right. This is scriptural. Well, you shall not kindle. Actually, it's fire. both, because um, there are two. There are two potential violations when you flip on the light switch. One is that you um, kindle a fire, and two is that you make it. You complete the circuit in the connections, so you finish something, which is also like one of the traditional. Yeah. But the, but the finishing one doesn't really cut it because you can actually tie your shoe as long as you're doing it with a temporary no, Yeah, but that's the difference. Well, it's, well, it's not really because this is temporary because I'm undoing it. Yeah. You know, okay. so but it's more it's more serious. Than that. So so you're well, saying it's more serious because this because the scripture says you shall not kindle a fire in your home. Well, he knows. And do you think that I'm kindling a fire no. when that switch? You don't. I don't think it's a fire, but Greg, yeah. I think it has the same point about this. Yeah, because I think we you know, talked about we this. We talked about this on the show. All right, let's talk about it. <laughs> so, I, I was always under the impression that, it, that the primary argument was, you know, 
the arc connects. There's a spark. spark. So you, there's a there it is. Right? Spark fire. Got it. Um, but I recently had uh, I had somebody give me a different perspective. Okay. Which is simply that what's the first act of creation that Hashem did? Light. Let there be light. And then he separated light and darkness, you know, a few verses later. Okay. So, irrespective of the technical issue of whether there's fire or not, it's the a light is, The point is, he performed a malacha of creating, of, of creating light, and then separating light and darkness. And um, so, just as an aside, real quick, the word malacha that we just finished looking at is primarily found in two places in Scripture. Creation one is in the tabernacle, and the other one creation. is in creation. Well, that, I mean, we sing it. We actually sing it during Kiddush. Right. And, 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 that, and that's the reason why the sages picked up on the Malachot um, pertaining to the tabernacle, because the other common word for work is uh, uh, is avoda, uh, service or work. Right. So, but in the creation account, God's work is described as malacha, and then it's used again to describe the creation of the tabernacle, and that's why the sages said, "Ah, we have a connection here. God rested from his malacha on the seventh day, so therefore they connect the dots and say, the activities that we're doing to build the tabernacle are also creative acts. And so we have to rest from those just like Hashem rested from his creative acts on the seventh day. Have you seen the kosher lamp? Uh, yeah. The art scroll? It stays yeah, on. You turn it. It's on all the time. So you're not creating light or letting there be light. You're just allowing the light to get out of the little chamber. Mm-hmm. So all you got to do is turn it because it's light already. There's a lot of different like little appliances and other things that run off timers as well. So you have like the option of like you set the timer to go off at a certain time, the light turns on. Again, you're not you're not doing anything. It's yeah. All by See, to me, my my Rebbe said not to hide your light under a bushel. Okay. <laughs> and was he, and was he talking about relevant? Just check. <laughs> 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 I'm just going to have a comment. Great comment. Great comment from Colby. <laughs> so. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Uh, my, my wife and Mary are away uh, visiting my uh, my father-in-law, and uh, they're gonna get back just as Shabbat begins. So my plan is to have a dinner ready for them in the oven, ready to go for Lotzi Shabbat after Havdalah, because we're going to go to my uh, my daughter Morgan's house um, to celebrate my wife's birthday. It's her birthday. Sunday. 17th, whenever 17th. Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, I know what the day is. Trust me. Actually, I think I've been doing this longer than you've been alive. Yeah, no problem. Um, but uh, I'm going to turn the oven on before the Sabbath starts and put it in Sabbath mode. I'm going to get out of Sabbath oven. Yeah, we sure do. Right? So you turn it on. It says S A B on the thing. And once you do that, it's on, it's it's warm, and you can change the temp to move it up or down, but it doesn't make any sound when you do it. You have no outward indication that you've done anything. 
Very cool. Huh. Clever, actually. Have you seen the Shabbat elevators in Israel? I have not. They're basically just running and they stop on every floor. So oh, you okay, yeah. Which they're on automatic? Yes. Yeah. So you don't have to push the button. Yeah, it's a it's long just... ride, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it's, I'll just climb. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, so let me uh, let, let me give you the, the 39 here. And let's just, uh, I'm just wondering, as a community, which of these do we not want to do? One of them. A lot of people may not even be aware of it, uh, but the other one that's uh, commonly not kept according to Orthodox law would be writing. Writing. You're not allowed to write but more than one yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, another, another one that shows up a lot and depends on how you define it, because that's a big category. Well, I'm sure there. almost all of this is going to depend on how we define it. Um, but the is carrying, yeah. because. Carrying burden. Um, they translate carrying a burden as carrying anything. Right. You can't walk out of your house with your keys in your pocket because that's carrying. Yeah. It depends, again, on the standard that you want to keep. You can't wear them around your neck. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. You're right. Right. 39, 1 through 39. Planting, plowing. Actually, do, let's do this. Raise your hand when you think, I probably do that and either don't realize it's against Shabbat or against the 39 Malach or I don't really care about that. Got you got it? You know what I'm saying? So wait, that's wait. the next part though. Because then you can raise the hand for plowing and for carrying. So why do you only raise it for I just want you to raise your hand if you are currently doing it and you didn't realize you shouldn't be, or you don't think that's part of it and you don't care, you're gonna do it anyway. Just raise your hand so I know I know which ones to talk about. All right? Okay. You keep track of which ones they raise your hands on? Good. <laughs> Planting. Plowing. Reaping. Harvesting. Oh, 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 reaping? <laughs> I'm going to define them all in a minute. That was a good one. Reaping. Yeah, reaping. Reaping. Harvesting. Harvesting, harvesting. Threshing. I think I caught you threshing. No way. Okay, winnowing. Okay, there you go. You ready? Selecting. That's tricky. Well, right? Like you you remember these? We don't need any numbers. numbers. You just need to know which ones. As is the select which books well, right. right. well, right. well, right. well, right. well, right. to read. It's not that. What was the first one? Reaping. Reaping and selecting. You with me? Reaping and selecting. Okay. Help me, would you? Yeah, we're not doing this on Shabbat. Grinding. Like TMJ. Oh, stop it. <laughs> oh, yes! Coffee. Coffee. Teeth. If you have a pepper. Oh, don't grind your teeth at night. You use a pepper grinder. I didn't even think about a pepper grinder. Ooh. Ooh. You have an automatic one that's on the Shabbat table. That's right. But you've turned it. That's right. I'm not pressing any buttons. But you are turning it. Well, it that's a good question. Well, i got to press the button to get on the elevator. Are we allowed to cause things to well, we're gonna. That's what we're, that's what tonight is all about. <laughs> all right, Grant. Grant, are we? Can we? Can I? Can we, we need to read the entire possibly Shabbat have chapter. a follow-up class on this topic because I don't feel like the next. It depends on how. It depends on how how fast you There's get no talking. We're not going to get through <laughs> two of these. Sifting. Kneading. <laughs> like can. No, like getting a back row for your wife. <laughs> 
Or like dough. Um, that's can. Or like needing to go to the bathroom. No. That was later. Cooking. That would be boiling, baking, or melting. Okay, I think we're all good on that one. Shearing. Depends, like, depends on though. Yeah. Because no, 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 no. Like, 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 no. Because like one of the. Uh, this is actually one of the few that I read, and they have very high standards on how you reheat things, because if it gets hot enough, it falls into the boiling or cooking category. Right. So you might be thinking, I'm putting it on my Shabbat counter, it's I'm, fine. I'm so, with But if it gets yeah. too hot. I'm with Since we're talk, we've got plenty to talk about with grinding, getting stuff too hot on Shabbat is something we can put on too many class. Shearing. Bill Lensmeyer is watching. He just lambed his lambs. Shearing, well, shearing my No, face. he lambed them. They, they lambed. They, oh, they, they had lambs. Okay. They emerged oh, from the lamb. Yeah. He got one ram and I think four lambs when oh. they lambed. Because when they lamb, they might lamb a ram. It's <laughs> <laughs> not on the lamb. That's right. No, I don't know if he works at all. You know. uh, washing. Hell yeah. Washing, right? Washing. Washing. Brand. Combing. Comb. Some people will go to lengths Does it not to violate the hands count? Coming? Like this action? Does this count? I'm sure it does. Just don't do it. We may come up with that (laughs) later. (laughs) (laughs) Dying. Spinning. Chain stitching. Not just stitching, but chain stitching. Warping and weaving. Warping the wolf. wolf. Unraveling. (laughs) Knotting. That's where the temporary knot comes in. You're allowed to tie a knot on your... Well, you should really wear loafers, I think, but if you tie a knot, it needs to be a temporary knot. But unraveling, I think, does also play in with, like, if you've got, like, a string in your jacket. Yeah, but again, how often is that knot? Right. No, but but that's part of the part of the fences. I, are understand, I understand. I understand. I want to look at the ones that were actually so missing. Right now, so his time would be a temporary knot. Right. Just that is correct. Right. <laughs> temporary knot. Temporary, temporary, temporary knots. As long as untying, uh, sewing, tearing, tearing, tearing is big. Right, tearing. Tearing. Tearing the bread. Tearing. Well, I don't know. I know. Let's talk about that. We're going to talk about that. Tearing the bread. Uh, trapping, slaughtering, skinning, tanning, and marking, smoothing or polishing. Wait, can we go back to marking? Yeah, I'm probably marking. Marking? Yeah, marking. Yeah, I think it has to do with like skins and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. But tanning? We'll pass on that one for now. Tanning, Tan- like tanning leather. Yeah, it's not you laying uh, on the sun. <laughs> well, <laughs> some of us. Or beating your children. Because that's, that's what right. you're doing when I'm doing Tan your hide there, buddy. Exactly. Yeah. 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 They're sitting there with the sunscreen. Oh, shaping. <laughs> the mirrors. What? Writing. You said shaping? Shaping. Writing. 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 We're going to talk about writing. Uh-oh. Writing. Erasing. Mm. Well, if you're not writing, then you just never write. Well, unless you pull out something you wrote last week and you want to clean it up. Yeah. Um, building, demolishing, extinguishing, and burning. Extinguishing is a big one because, uh, like, if you don't, it depends on whether or not you put out your Shabbat candles. You should let them well, we out. hope you're not. Let them burn out. You uh, let them burn out. Depends on what they're sitting in. They will make the glass shatter. On well, then put them in the little metal. Well, that's the, that's why Shabbat candles tend to be shorter. The building would be interesting only because of things like Legos for yeah, the kids toy and stuff. So kids are technically okay. exempt. I think yeah. I think yeah. once again the whole most of these deal with permanence. 
Those are temporary. Right. So Legos would be a temporary deal, unless you're yeah. planning on putting it on eBay and selling it as, you know, or gluing them together. Or gluing them together so you can't take them apart. Um, finally, uh, completing, completing, which is where Joshua was going with the circuit. Yeah, that's a big one. That, and then carrying, which includes buying and selling. So there you go. There's your 39. So uh, what do we get? About five there? So let's talk about... Let's talk about uh, some of these. Let's talk about what? What do you want to talk? About? We're talking about grinding. Let's go for did it. You, did you keep track of all those? Don't forget, he's got. I mean, uh, if you've got like a mint plant in your house and you want to go pluck some leaves off, that falls, I guess, into that category. Into what category? Reaping. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 But I was thinking of that or, or harvesting. You know, if you walk out of the yard and you had an orange on the tree. Yeah. And I wouldn't even think of doing that on Shabbat, <laughs> okay. but I do grind my coffee. So let's talk about this. So I just I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear everybody's thoughts, not just the loudmouths, not just the guys who know what they're talking about. I want to know this. I have the coolest pepper grinder you could ever find, because you just turn it over, and it grinds the pepper. When you turn it like this, it stops grinding the pepper. I think that's amazingly cool. I don't see this as work, because I can do this on Shabbat. I have a coffee pot that I look at hard, and it'll grind coffee. <laughs> Whatever you're thinking. Right. Think, and it grinds coffee. So my personal halakha at this current time is that for me to actually take out a grinder, put the beans in it, and grind, I wouldn't do for me to have to get the beans or the pepper and crank to grunt, I wouldn't do. But if you will turn on your dishwasher, I don't know why I can't press the button that says coffee or better, cappuccino. You're pushing a button. You got to push a button to turn the oven on. I mean, the uh, to change. You got to push a button to change the temp on the oven, which is allowed. You got to push a button to turn on the. Uh, but you're activating something. You got to push a button to turn on the uh, dishwasher, which you can do. And you've got to push a button to get on the elevator. Huh? Can you wash on Shabbat? You can't, you can't wash, but can you use the washing machine? Wait, you can... Because well, when I lived in, in Jerusalem, I lived in a Shomer Shabbat dorm, and there's no pushing buttons on the elevator. So the elevator just goes. Bing, yeah. boom, boom, bing, boom, bing. Yeah, okay. I, I, had, I okay. actually had a guy pull us... A, I, was, I was at like a Messianic group on Shabbat, yeah. and then a Jewish guy walked by. He assumed y'all are all goyim, so can you come into this other building and push the elevator? Push the button for me. Yeah, that's, I think that's crazy. But I, I get it. I get it. So if I can press the button on the oven to change the temp, which doesn't make any sound or anything. The difference, though, is it's not... I don't know if your thing turns on a little light when you hit the button on the copy machine... Plus, also... Now I'm on a copy machine? Coffee machine. Coffee. How about the grinder? How about the grinder? The grinder. No button. That one, I think, is much more yeah. plausible. So, well, is the issue that I'm... That, that stuff's being ground in my house? <laughs> yeah. But right? To, to figure out these answers, what's the right way to do it? You consult a rabbi. Well, here you all are, guys. Come on. Give me some counsel. So, on the, gri on the grinding thing... You know, we, we, I don't have the fancy grinding yourself. But I know what to get you for Hanukkah. There you go. <laughs> so I've got the... You know, right, you got a twist or... So I, for Shabbat... You won't. I pull out the old the old salt and pepper shakers. Right. 
I leave the pepper grinder. Is shaking on there? Is shaking on there? Check shaking. Hold on, shaking. Just check it. Just check it. I want to keep keep you honest. But I leave the pepper grinder in the cabinet. So you won't manually grind. And nobody really knows that I've left the pepper grinder in the cabinet. I don't even know you had a pepper. I don't. I don't say. I'm not pulling out the pepper grinder, guys. <laughs> this is Shabbat, and I'm not, you know. Right. I, I, have, I have guests in my house sure. every Friday night, yeah. most of whom, a lot of whom. Have no you know, idea? No idea. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going there. Yeah. But my pepper grinder stays in my cabinet. Okay, so, so I'm agreeing with, with his minhag there, okay? I would not manually grind. But turning it over to me. No problem. What do you think? Well, I, I don't. I don't know if that argument holds any water because what well, you're I just need to hold pepper. What you're basically <laughs> saying, what you're basically saying is, whether or not you're going to do something on the Shabbat is, is determined solely on how hard it is for you. I think melachah means that there's labor. Well, but but it's they come from a specific thing that was done in the Torah. Yes. So it's like I mean it's just like with everything. We don't base like whether or not we tie zitzit. Based on how hard it is, because it's it's in there. That's why we do things, right? So I mean, all of these came from a specific thing that took place. In but the I'm not doing what took place. That's my point. By doing this, I'm not doing what they did. For me to physically do it, I would say you shouldn't do that, and I won't. He doesn't. But for me to turn my my thing over, I'm just not seeing. It. Why? Because I'm, I'm making a difference between way to do what, what I'm doing versus what the machine is doing versus what is being done. Uh, you did. You used one word though that I would I would characterize a little differently. You said uh, it has it involves involves labor. Labor. Yes. I'm not sure I would use the word labor when talking about malachot. Certainly, some of these things did. Fact require physical labor, mm-hmm. but labor, whether something is laborious or not, is not the test for whether you can do it on Shabbat. You could have a stack of bricks in this corner of the room, and you can pick that stack of bricks up and move it to this corner of the room, and back again and back again all day long on Shabbat. If that if, is if, that if, is not that is like, even though it's physical, labor, even though it's laborious, I understand it. I was just quoting this, the scripture that says you shall do no labor. But the but the word labor is malachot. You were quoting the translation. I was quoting so the translation. It's, I'm with it's, you. It's again. We got to make sure we understand because when we hear the word in the English word labor, it generally conjures up you know physical activity or physical in the, activity or in the church or in the church unless it's my employment, what, what I right. do for a living, my yeah, vocation, one of the, vocation one of the or physical. Okay. My point is, physical activity is not necessarily prohibited as long as it's not one of those things. Okay, so if I'm not doing the grinding, is it okay? You say no but because I'm causing the grinding. Yeah, right? well, that's well, the question. That's, cause that's, I don't know. I, I mean, because the only problem that I have with that is that you wouldn't do it manually. Like, if you said, no, I'd grind anything all the time, all day long. That it would make sense because your your argument would be consistent, but what's inconsistent is that something is doing it for you. Because then I'm thinking like, 
I mean, if you would agree that murder is wrong in every case, then like pushing a button on a robot or on, on like an automatic or a drone. gun, you know, remotely, like you know, a hundred miles away or something like that, and killing somebody, we would still say that that's wrong, even though there was a machine that facilitated the act. So it's just I. But at some point, even that argument goes into the extreme of illogical, because everything we do, butterfly effect. Right, but in this case, I think the question is direct causation. But no, I think in this case, you're saying you're doing an action. If you had, and this is a ridiculous analogy, but I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. If you had a pepper shaker suspended above your table, that at 625 would go, and you can put your stuff under there, like that would fit within the timer system. I have a problem with that. If I can do something on a timer and I can twist my wrist, but the reason I'm, they I'm say that not is you're not doing it. You did the work oh, previously no. to set it up. You're not engaging it now. It's all okay. about preparation. Okay. Yes, that's agreed. That's the only. That's the only question I say is. Okay. This is not. I don't think it's not hard. And certainly, it raises questions about a dishwasher. Cause the same concept applies. I think. I, I get your Press point. Pressing a button. Pressing yeah. a button. Yeah. Turning this thing. Yeah. The question to me is. Are perhaps both wrong because you are taking the initiative to do it once yeah. Shabbat has begun. Okay, so um, I see. Hang on one second. So, so I'm with you. I get it. I don't necessarily agree. That's okay. My question is this: If what you're saying is true, then how is it that the Orthodox Union has allowed the Shabbat ovens that the three of us have, the three older guys in the room have? How is that? If I can press the button to change the temp. In the midst of Shabbat, how is it that that's okay, but doing this is not? I'm actually making something up. I, I think your argument the, is, is there a reason it's already on, yeah. you're just making it hotter. But in this case, it's not already on. That would be like adjusting the speed of the grinder then. Right. Oh, okay, so if we were grinding, <laughs> okay, that'd be good. Yeah, uh, hang on one second. I think Can you the put the grinder in here? That's right. Occasionally. <laughs> Case A. So we're almost done with grinding now, by the way. I mean, doing this is, yeah, that's not work. Um, in the English translation. In the English, that's, that's not. Um, this, the original form of grinding is work, but so is making a fire in the original sense of it. But we wouldn't light a lighter now, would we? Would you? Take a lighter and flick a little lighter. Or flick even the bick? Some some lighters are like the ones with the little stickers. Easy to just click, and that's it. But and I'm thinking, well, that's just as well, easy we as that No, you don't do that on Shabbat. Right. So that's equivalent would, to if, if that would be that would be kindling a flame. Right. His so, but all I'm doing is right. just we're doing this, and then there's some kind of reaction that's going on that's mm-hmm. outside of me. So the same thing. If all I'm doing is this. And there's some kind of reaction. Yeah. Then there's an equivalence there, that's which goes back to the is it is it the grinding that's the problem, or is it the person that is doing it, doing the grinding, okay. whether or not you're doing it? So you guys are all against this one. Right? Well, I don't own one, so it's easy for me to be against. But it, you would be right? against this one, right? Well, all of you that are doing this on the we grinding, will, you I, don't I, I'm going to go ahead and put out a disclaimer that I have not properly studied the 39 mil code at this it's point, and so I don't actually have an opinion on any Shabbat I've kept up until now. Thank you. For I am now prepared <laughs> to revisit this issue. Thank dramatically. you very much, Colby. I guess I was just going to say because grinding is forbidden according to 39 mil code. So if I could invent a machine that when I do this would cook all my food for me, then that would. 
probably I would say be violating Shabbat. Well, I, the way uh, the way my wife helps me with the whole cooking thing is we won't change the state of the food. If it's raw going into Shabbat, it's raw coming out of Shabbat. If it's cooked going into Shabbat, we will heat it if we choose. Of course, without kindling a flame, we will heat it, but we will not go from raw to cooked. We won't do that. So even if you had this little magic thing that would do that, I think, by the way, that's called a microwave. (laughs) But that brings up the light question again now. Take the bowl back. Take the bowl back. Well, right. Johnny. Right. So your point about the grinding machine, the the pepper grinder that we turn it over and, and do these things. The gravity grinder. The gravity grinder. Literally grinds. Love the little little. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, how is that any different from firing a gun? How is that any different from firing? It's not. The gun and the lighter and the and the pepper grinder are the same. Well, I'm. I mean, oh, no, I, because I, the because it you it, it removes one step further. It goes one. Step further back same from thing. the lighter, but it's still the same thing. So you, I would, well, I would never dream of, unless life was at stake, firing I, a hand. Okay, so I, I would put that in the same category as the. Well, and he would neither dream of peppering his food. You're right. <laughs> Using pepper on Shabbat, who would unless do that? Life was at <laughs> yeah, unless life was at stake. That's right. So I think unless you salt the pepper right by simply can you grind just salt either salt? grind your pepper before Shabbat or just use the old fashioned use the shaker. Shaker, shaker. Shaker. Yeah. Yeah. Case closed. Okay. Okay. Very nice. All after the class. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, so well, now cover the coffee. So. so now, now let's go yeah, to the yeah. coffee dude. Okay. So. If I have a machine that makes coffee from pre-ground stuff, it just makes coffee. Versus the magic machine I have, which will grind the beans and then press the coffee. I would say that all of you pepper guys would say that I shouldn't grind the coffee beans, even with a button. I should make the coffee ahead of time or use a machine that doesn't grind. So is the grinding the issue for the coffee machine or is it the making of the coffee? So so am I cooking the coffee or am I soaking the coffee? I'm not boiling any water. It's already hot. It's already hot. You're you're using boiling water on coffee. When are we talking about? Determine if it's changing the state though or if it's applying the heat. Right. So if you can use a tea bag, that's what my machine No, called. no, he's saying if you have a pot of boiling water and you put a raw egg in it, doesn't matter if you boil the water. I understand. And my response was my machine already has hot water and it's like using a tea bag. Do you, how many of you think that soaking a tea bag in hot water would be forbidden? Two. Well, on, on what grounds? Just out of curiosity. It's just the, the little change in the state. Of changing the state. Yeah. So I it's went from dry like leaves to wet leaves. You went from water to tea. I was thinking also the cooking issue comes water. to because nor- normally when you use for tea or for coffee, the water is at a boiling state. And when you talk, this is a different malakha altogether. But on the cooking issue, the, the reheating point, the, the, cat, the way you determine it's too hot is if it would make yeah. your hand recoil. Yeah. 
Yad Soladetabo, which means to make the hand come back. So like if you were to touch it, you go, ooh, that's hot. Like that's the standard. So the normally, if you've ever taken a drink of coffee right after it comes to the machine, it is at that temperature. So it's too hot in my book to call, to qualify for being safe as just reheating. Okay, so, so but you can bring water to so a, a warm point without So your your reason for it is that it's too hot. Your reason is I'm changing the state. Yeah. Got it? Any other comments on grinding coffee? But this is an interesting topic simply because of the fact that I don't really know. I have not studied the orthodox position on this because I've seen coffee pots that keep things heated and well, you can add, I guess, sugar and milk to it. So well, that I have I have one of those. I mean, that's difference. Uh, for those of you who are, I mean, you've come here on, yeah, on yeah. Shabbat mornings and found a thing, a thermos that says Shomer Shabbos. And I personally want to thank you for that. There yes, it is, right? You. So I'm making a coffee for you and putting it in the thermos, so all you got to do is, oh, you have to press the pump to pump it out. Pumping's not one of the 39. Oh, pumping's not one of the, so you can pump, but you can't grind, you can scratch, but you can't sift. So you can 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 draw water. That's right, carry the cup. And just a disclaimer, I I certainly don't consider myself at at the standard (laughs) of 39 on the phone. But we, we are trying to incorporate them a little bit, and even with the thing like the tea bags, like, when Morgan has just awful sore throat on Shabbat, like yeah, I, yeah. I let her make oh, this tea. Life, so. life, yeah. life trumps. It. I got you. Okay, so we're done on grinding. On coffee. Real quick, I have a question. Um, since you said we're done, right? I was wondering, um, selecting right before grinding, and would selecting? Did we talk about? Did we? No, yeah, we didn't talk about selecting. What is selecting? What is selecting? So we're gonna we're gonna do select. Let's do select. I selected selecting. And also, about selecting, with it's selecting, say, what Peter does. It's not selecting. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a, no, it's not making a choice. And that's why it's <laughs> picking things out of like sorting is probably a better term for it, although it doesn't need that's, to be alphabetical. I think that still applies because I do that you, for the same action. Do you have an example? Like people. I'll change after I've already picked people. I'll change the order depending on you know whatever. No, but I still yeah, think, but I, I don't think. Yeah. Like I said, I don't think, that's, like, I don't think uh, that falls into the selection. It's more part. like you've got. It's like I've got a bucket of oranges. A physical. Object. And I want to select physical objects. Well, it's like it's them. like you've get you knocked over your tray full of screws and you're going to put them in the right little jars again. Sorting. Yeah, and sorting through them, selecting sort of get yeah, you, then you, then you. Okay, first. um, so like if you go to like a football game or something, and like the captain he picks the players, is that selecting? Okay, um, just I mean, you know, top of my head, the first thing that comes to mind is not to talk about the captain of the football team, but actually the football game itself. There's a lot of work going on. Right, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be going to a football game on Shabbat. Is that labor though? I wouldn't go to a football game on Shabbat. Well, well, that's a different. That's a different thing. I wouldn't play football on Shabbat. I would not play football on Shabbat, and I wouldn't go to a football game on Shabbat. And of course, I surely wouldn't do it if I had to pay to get to it. But back to your question: What the selecting of the team members would be? I think similar to selecting the guys that are going to come up to read, and it's not really. That's not the intent, from my understanding. A practical example of sorting. Would be or selecting or selecting sorting. That's a better way, better word. But uh, <laughs> Friday 
night, or in our case, a lot of times it's sometime on Shabbat because we're up late on Friday night. We have leftover dishes, you know, on the counter and in the sink from the meal before. Right. So uh, my wife will take said dishes and put them in the dishwasher. Mm -hmm. uh, she won't run the dishwasher. Right, for later. But she'll put them to get them off the counter and kind of clean up. If she if she went through and picked up all the knives, and then she picked up all the forks, and then she picked up all the spoons, that's, select. that's selecting. Mm -hmm. If she just grabs them all and then just kind of puts them all in there, right. so that that that's would good. be an that's example. a good example. That's not a, a practical example. example of Do you think that's picky? No, well, no, no, no. That the, I, I'm I'm just wondering how that would relate to other things. I mean, because the first thought that I had was like your clothes on Shabbat. You know, should we be ah, sorting laundry? Certainly would. Yeah. Well, so what, what is it just the, because that sounds like the only difference between sorting laundry and picking out the clothes that you're going to put on well, no, no, no. is the quantity. You are you're you're picking a shirt and you're picking a pair okay. of pants and putting it somewhere. But that's not the point. Right now. The it, point is that you would not go into your closet and select all of the shirts and, and, and put them somewhere. Yeah, it's and then select all of the pants. It's much so more it's sorting it. through all the stuff. Okay. It's yeah. not picking and choosing. It's it's organizing. It's organizing. It's yeah. really a better way. Yeah. Sorting like, it out. Going through your CD collection and you know mo alphabetizing it would be yeah. sorting. All right, so let's get, let's get. Okay. You good? Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to read a short description on Chabad.org on preparing hot beverages. <laughs> so preparing hot beverages. If one wishes, this of course obviously is Orthodox holiday. If one wishes to prepare tea, coffee, or other hot drinks, one should set up before Shabbat either a kettle of boiled water uh, on the black, black being like a warmer, or or an approved uh, electric oven. One may not pour the hot water from the kettle directly onto an uncooked solid or liquid, since this would cons be considered cooking. Coffee, tea, and cocoa fall into this category. Therefore, to make tea or coffee on Shabbat, use the following method: pour the hot water from the kettle into a clean, dry cup. Pour the water from this cup into another. So this has to get. This gets into. That's to go to This gets into cliche, any clean dishes. Yeah. So there's a whole. There's another. Set of so you pour from one cup to the other. It cools from from that thing. Then add tea bag, tea essence, coffee, sugar, and milk. If using a tea bag, do not squeeze it because that's another. <laughs> uh, some authorities recommend that instead of using tea bags, a special concentrated tea essence be prepared before Shabbat. <laughs> one cup of tea essence is prepared by allowing mm -hmm. six tea tea bags to steep in a cup of boiling water, use one tablespoon, so basically... You're making the tea. Yeah, yeah she, uh, my wife actually just made a coffee extract where she did the same thing. She brewed like a really, 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 really dark set of coffee, and you just had this much, and you had water. Yeah, we call it espresso water. No, no, Americano, actually. That actually was just hanging out. So. Just hanging out. Okay. Okay. Right, so, so we can do tea as long as we pour it into two cups in advance. Or coffee. Well, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever melts your butter or warms your tea bag. So let's get let's get back to Isaac's uh, Isaac's point here. So shaving. So would you have a, a are you shaving? No. All right. So would you have a problem going to the what do they call stadium? Panther Stadium, uh, Bank of America, Bank of America Stadium, and buying tickets and going to the game on Shabbat? Yes. Yes. Why is that? Buying. Because you're buying. Okay. So suppose. Brock buys us all tickets to the game this Shabbat. Thanks, bro. 
Would you go to the game? No. No, you still have to have no. a team. How many would go to the game? Not, not counting. I don't think that's what you're talking about. I don't, I'm, just, just, I just wanted to talk about it. Brock so nobody would go to the game. With our uh, just about this. Brock, don't buy a ticket to the game. Yeah, Brock, Brock. It's on your pot. Thank you anyway. What are you saying? I was just letting Brock know that this had nothing to do with our friendship. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, causing, what, and this could be, it's the same as staying in a hotel over Shabbat, though. No, 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 it's not. Because if you in you the can put the, the privacy thing, you can put the privacy thing on, they never come in. It's the same thing as going into you're a movie theater with a pre-purchased ticket the room. Or a concert. Or yeah, a you're, you're, they're yeah. still working because you're in the building. Oh, wait a second. Now we got a different That's category true. going. You live in an apartment. Now, now we got a different category going. Is the tour for the Yeah, it's true. Oh. Do, I, do I have to worry about making someone else work? Yes. Yes. Really? Yes. Well, I, I, I would ask that, you. That's I would ask question. you to give me scripture on that because I, I can give you scripture against that. So the slaves. Well, so they work for me. Here's right. The, right. They are my property. But they are my employees. And to work. I put those off. Now, if somebody else, I'm coming. If somebody else is working, uh-huh. it's their choice. They don't work for me. I'm certainly not going to do commerce with them on Shabbat. That's not me. See, I have no problem with the hotel. I'm just saying that I haven't probably eaten coffee like breakfast at the hotel. But I don't have a problem with it. Kobe's a loner in that regard. Go ahead. <laughs> so that's actually, that was actually my question. With like going to the Panthers stadium, we could say, well, we're, we're going to make the ticket agent tear the thing. And the, the I'm not making anybody do anything. Well, we're not going to make But them. I'm not going to go. We are, going to, we are going to there and acquiesce to their actions. However, if they're not going to keep Shabbat anyway, and they're not affiliated with me, does that fall into that category? Well, I, I think the problem is not whether or not they're working. Here's another example. A pagan, flaming pagan. you got to watch those guys. A flaming pagan wants to know about my faith and wants to buy me breakfast at Cracker Barrel Shabbat morning. Appearance of you. Yes. I won't even go. There's no way you're going to catch a picture of me in the window of the Cracker Barrel on Shabbat morning. It's not going to happen. Even if I'm in there, even if I choose not to eat or drink, I'm not going to be in there. I'm not going to be in a place of commerce because I think it's an appearance of you. I'm not saying it's right, guys. I'm just telling you where my halakha is now. I won't do it, which is why I wouldn't go to the Panther State. Whether or not somebody's working com- is completely irrelevant to me. But uh, to me, the, the other issue. I got you. The other issue of going to the Panther Stadium is, is if what's it's pleasurable. What's, what's the motive, right? Yeah. Because, yeah, we're we're not to pursue our own interest in. in Where's he quoting from? Isaiah yeah, but that's. Isaiah 50, so, uh, 58, 58, 58, 58 verse 14? 13. 13. Good. I Isaiah 58, 13. <laughs> the verse 14 mean. is the promise yeah. that you will be on the right on the heights of the, of the land. What, what, oh. what, what was your comment? The verse doesn't mean to abstain from what you find pleasure. Actually, it says to churn from your yeah, own pleasure. That's what it means. Really? Okay. Well, well, it obviously can't mean that because if you take pleasure in studying Torah, well, you wouldn't abstain. I mean, and the tradition for Friday nights. You have to do Friday nights. I mean, right. And what? But in the context, the right, what is the context? Your own apart from what would be God's, you know, it's, it's a command. Yeah, you know, God, 
God wants your fellowship. God wants you. you so know. who defines these yeah. desires? God, the Spirit. I mean, so we're gonna we're gonna get into sex in just a second. But I think your interest will will be kind. Of That's um, Did you forget? So for pleasures, like you said, playing football. Yeah. Playing football could be found in pleasure. Pleasure in Finding pleasure in playing football. Yes. Whether you find pleasure in it or not, just my per- my perspective on it is. I'm not going to be doing that because I can do that any day. I'm deliberately going to turn from those things. I mean, what what do I like to do more than just about anything? Shoot guns. Shoot. Go to the pistol room. Have wine. Bad example. So go to the pistol range. That's right. I'm not going to go to the pistol range on Shabbat. I won't do it. And when I go to the pistol range, it is absolutely free. There's no commerce. There's no nothing. I just won't go. Of course, we're not getting into the whole gun thing. It's the same about, thing. It's not. What about paying for? I wouldn't pay for anything. Tickets before. Still wouldn't do it. And then going. Still wouldn't do it. I still wouldn't do it. Not you're, not, you're not doing it based on pleasure, right? You're only doing it based on. Oh, um, yeah. Yes. For for a that's paid the, event. That's the key. It's not whether I personally get pleasure or not. It's it's if I'm pursuing my own interests apart from. Really, how are you keeping it holy? Not making it, remember. You didn't make it holy, he did. How you keep it holy, I think you keep it holy by not doing the things that we do on every other day. Then you ought that now. Well, for you. Since you're not a, like a God. Well, that, that's the only, Shabbat's the only day I do now. That's how I well, keep it holy. Oh, so you it well! Fire! I want to talk about sex, so move quick. <laughs> um, question can we uh, actually request since obviously we are not going to get even close to the 39 right and if you've started if you've ever done any study in the 39 you know that even though like sewing sounds like you would never do on Shabbat well you no 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 not this kind of sewing I mean like hoeing oh yeah you might that's true right so okay wait, go, go, plowing I mean the sages are with sewing are, are like be careful when you eat an, ar- an orange if you're outside, because right. if a seed falls down, it could germinate, and you're violating it three right. days later. Right. And plowing, oh. and plowing is like if you drag a chair across that's the dirt, right. you dig a right. little trowel with it, the chair it, leg. That's it. So the, so the point, I, my request... Yeah, so the whole thing is stay inside. My request is, Concrete is can we involved. find a nice, clean way to divvy up these... Do some actual study into what the sages have interpreted it and come back and talk about this more. I would love it. I, I would really, love it. really want to but do I, this. I, I, I want to make right. I want to make sure that we're clear on one thing. I'm not as interested in what the sages say. That discussion's fabulous and I love it. But I'm more concerned that you make a decision. Even if we talk about it and you completely disagree with the sages. I just want every guy in here, including you, Shorty, to make a decision. What's your standard? And now you defend it. That's important. That's what we're supposed to do. It's not as much about right and wrong. God will help you if you're wrong. So will will many of the men in this room. But the, the key is that you're making a decision and you're studying the word so that you can do that. Last comment before we talk about sex. And that was just kind of what I was going to say. Was talking we're about sex. We're, we're talking about two different categories. You know, the category which the thirty-nine malachot are are promoted as these are commandments. Breaking them 
are is actual sin. They are promoted as that by the sages. Right. So versus like because a lot of the explanations for any of the thirty nine that I keep uh, fall into some of the things that you were saying. Like I avoid the appearance of evil. I don't want to get too close to that. you know. And like so, yeah. our explanations do sound a lot more like this is a personal type halakha. Right. But for community's sake, it would be really interesting sometime to try to put them into each category. Our, if our, there are any that we, our, as a community, Our community consider. already has several, and we don't publicize it. We just correct people as we go. An example would be, um, young man, uh, you're going to miss the whole discussion on sex. I, I figured that would happen. Um, young man uh, brings a pot of, of soup to Onik and metal pot puts it on the stove I'm in there opening wine and I hear click 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 what's he doing Start the right, yeah. he's starting the gas burner he's ready to light a flame I reach over I just couldn't miss this somebody's behind me oh somebody is behind Scott that's that Oh, that would be me now. Um, <laughs> I ran over. <laughs> he's good. Oh, that's I ran over and grabbed the, the burner and turned it off and made it clear to him that we don't kindle flame on Shabbat here. Right. But yeah, that's but an that's explicit not, commandment. Yeah. I no, understand it's, it's an explicit, explicit commandment. <laughs> We but he was saying it's the community halakha. It's the community halakha. We're not going to violate yeah, that one. I, I was talking specifically about tonight's discussion, the 39 milligrams. Okay. Okay. So Which is why it surprised me that you said you had community standards already in place for the 39. Well, I was about to well, say Well, there, there are some. There are some. And I haven't seen anyone sewing while they were in here. So Well, you wouldn't find them sewing while they're in here. They'd be sewing while they're out there. But, uh, for example, harvesting, picking fruit, Leaves and so forth. We take we take people on tours of the garden almost every Shabbat. I walk him around all the time. Craig, last week, you know, it's like, all right, so what's going on out here? And we start walking around and talking and everything. If someone were to think about reaching down and picking a basil thing to smell it, or to break one of those mint leaves, or to pull off a pepper, you know, I would stop them. I would say, no, we don't do that. But there's not a lot. I'll grant so you. what do you interpret yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, I noticed that the master never defended them. He never said they didn't break Shabbat. He never said they did break Shabbat. I would argue that he actually deferred. Passed. Yeah, he passed on the question. But we'll, 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 we'll have to come back on that one. So let's talk about the orthodox practice of uh, intimacy with the husband and wife. When, when does an orthodox couple have intimate relations? Is it Friday night or is it Saturday night? I thought it was Friday because it's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah. That's why there's a mikvah before Shabbat. Well, not that's why, but there, since there is a mikvah before Shabbat, that's the idea is that you, you are kind of doing something as, you know, you obviously make the before Shabbat for, for Shabbat, and then it's like, well, since you already did that. The Orthodox I know in New York are on Saturday night because Friday night. 
was not too busy, they said, it's, to me, it's the ultimate pleasure. And they're turning their foot from their own pleasure. And they wait until Motsushima. That's interesting, because I feel like when I look this up, topic of the Shulchan Aruch, mm-hmm. um, it characterizes by saying it's that like top shelf if you've only got one day, you can do it. And they say that the, um, like, they, they break it down based on your occupation and whatever. If you've only got one day, try to make it Shabbat. So that would have to be Friday night. I'm, j- I'm just saying, growing up, that's what I think. I think there's a different meaning in that I don't think it's appropriate. Yeah. Now, if the temple is standing, that would change. Yeah, because then you're unclean. Right. Mm. Which does raise another question, and I don't know if have time or not, but washing? Getting up well, in the morning and washing your face when you come in? I mean, washing your hands after the bathroom? The Orthodox have some, some pretty bizarre things to say about it. Brand. We do the brand. It's really good. Josh and I do the brand bath. The brand. The well, brand you, just, you fill the bathtub with brand, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it cleans you. <laughs> but seriously, actually, no. Brand is supposedly like a um, uh, what is the term I'm looking for? Um, abrasive. Abrasive. Yeah. And so you can use brand like somehow to clean your hands. All I know is we looked it up on the roof. We were like, "Brand man, okay." Yeah, the orange bottle is called Gojo. Alright, was this good? Was it a good discussion? Yeah, I think you whetted my appetite. Good. Alright, so I'll get with I'll I'll post something about this, and then here's what I need you to do. If you're interested. I want you to let me know this whole grinding thing has, I mean, I got to do grinding. And then you can, you know, and we'll do multiple in an evening. It won't be one guy stands up for an hour and does grinding. Unless it takes an hour. Or or it's, it's you want to just grind it out all night. Yeah. I, I'm curious, though, and, and definitely, I mean, just being honest, is there anybody that thinks, just generally speaking, not, just not, Specifics, but generally speaking, that this discussion is kind of off the hinges and over the top. What do you mean? Meaning, you like think we should not be doing any of this? Or like well, this well, is just just the anybody that thinks it's a, it's just ridiculous. Like, like too much over the top. Yeah. Other than I mean, it, I mean, I mean, maybe I'm not all curious. thirty-nine. <sighs> That's it. He's out. <laughs> Yes. You know, just to that, there's the zakor, the remembering, and the, the shamir, the keeping. You know, some people think by remembering something and by studying it, it's equivalent to actually doing it. So I just wanted to add to that. And, and we're we are all about not just thinking about studying. Yes. Not exactly. just talking about it. We're doing it. So. And when, you know, there's numerous passages that back that up, you know, it's when God says, remember your covenant with, with people, it's not just, it's not like God forgot. It means act upon it. Exactly right. Yeah, I, I, to be brutally honest with all of you, uh, if there's any of the 39 Malachite that I don't practice as a routine, it's only because I just don't want to be uh, inconvenienced. That's really what it comes down to. Is that right, then? Of course not. That's why I just shoot. The opposite that's of right. right. That's exactly, that's that's exactly why... A race. 
It's the opposite. It's just the opposite. Oh. It's been really helpful. But remember, to take two wrongs don't make it right, but three lefts do. Yeah. I was just going to say, it's been really helpful to take one at a time and sort of Flesh incorporate it, it very, on, a, on a small, yeah, right. smaller, yeah. Uh, slower. Um, because I, I've learned from you and, and even Mr. Upham, you know, these are meant to bring Shabbat more to remembrance, yeah. not to to burden us unnecessarily. Because, I mean, when you th just think of those broad categories, like, keep the, sab the Sabbath holy, it's like, and no one, I mean, it's just like making some random goal without having any steps towards doing it. You have to have other, like, ways of accomplishing the commandment. Yeah. And if these are those ways, it's, it's really cool when, you know, we'll look at the coffee machine or something like that, and that'll be a time to go, today's a holy day. You know, it, it actually I, helps to I do with think his of shoes. it all the time. I do with his shoes. This he leaves his shoes everywhere. <laughs> this is in my younger days. No, this one of your like this happened. <laughs> well, this not Shabbos. Is <laughs> it? <laughs> so you find these large shoes everywhere, all the time, and we're constantly saying, "Pete, put your shoes away," but not on Shabbat. It's just a reminder. Yeah. Work didn't get done, but someday, work will get done. Teresa, good point. And I think that I think that our testimony as a family has been over the roof, over the top, unbelievable since we started keeping the Sabbath because it just demands questions. People are like, oh, 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 I didn't. Oh, what? Why? Yeah, it's great. Thirty. Oh, I've got two questions. Next time. Completing is that's only 38. We'll finish that. We'll finish that next time. Carrie? Ooh, that's a big one. Not inside the house. Yeah. I think a couple of just general comments, too, is for those of us, who were not raised with just doing these just because that's just what you always did. You know, there I think we have to have a tremendous amount of you know resetting of leniency and grace and mercy because you know it's it's just it's a total different way of thinking about how you actually set aside Shabbat. That's true. As opposed to just kind of you know making it up you know however we feel like it should be done, which sure. is where most people start coming into this, right? True. So I think grace, you know, leniency, mercy, I think we need to keep all that in mind. There definitely are weightier matters of the Torah, as, mm -hmm. as Yeshua taught us. Um, you know, interestingly enough, uh, Michaela and Grace uh, were at a um, Arab Shabbat with a, a group of mostly Orthodox folks. Of course, they, they find out that they're Messianic, so they're asking questions. And so they asked, they said, well, do you guys drive on Shabbat? And Michaela said, well, you know, uh, unfortunately we do, not because we like to or because we want to, but because we don't live close to our shul. And for us to get together with our community, we have no other option but to drive. And we, we feel it's more important to get together and pray as a community than not drive. And, and, I'll the bet Orthodox, they and the Orthodox said, good for you. Yes! Really? 
How yes. about that? That's so interesting because I actually I looked this up one time. Orthodox and I had other Orthodox other website that I found Orthodox. I can't remember Chabad or who it was. And their argument was if you live too far away, move. Well, sure. It's like there's no like if it, it, it there's no it's like it would be it would, they they would see it as being like counterintuitive to keep the Shabbat by breaking it. Right. That was but you know written. what? You selling your house and moving in next door to me is a lot different than you selling your house and moving to the other side of Charlotte into an Orthodox Jewish community because they're not your family. You've been adopted into that family. It's different. Someday it won't be. And it shouldn't be right now. But it's different. So it's easier, I think, for family to get up and move next to family. Just a couple of points on a lighter note. I just want to say the idea of a brain bath may have weeded people's appetites. Wait, you just been waiting to slip that in. That was like 20 minutes ago. I washed my hands of this one. It's a little stale. Just a bit of a powerful bath on Pesach. But anyway, on a serious note, and this is something I was talking to Rob Yossi about last Shabbos, is the idea when there's a new community coming up to have like a Bella Torah community with a new builder, and there are lots of you know communities where that prices are very, very reasonable, and that could be an option for people. And I told them we had already been talking. Yeah, we've been. Sorry, okay. it's hard. It's scary. It is hard. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, let's wrap it up there. Um, I don't know that we came to any conclusions tonight, but to me, these are my favorite kind of classes. It's not like there's a right or wrong, and. You know, if Greg's got this weird idea about coffee and tea, we need to love Greg because of his weird ideas about coffee and tea. It's, it's not a salvific issue. And you right? have. Thank you. And I have. Thank you. Um, made fun of you? Or? No, love. Oh, love you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, but I, think, <laughs> I think really that's the, the whole idea is that, you know, Colby's really new to this. These two guys are really young. This guy's really old. No, um, we we need to we need to recognize that we're all at different points in the walk. So the grace is extraordinarily important. It's it's not a wag your finger at somebody. The best way is simply share what you do in your home and why. Because if you can't do and that to yourself, and lead by example, if you can't do that with your friends here in the community, how are you going to do that with strangers? Do you know what brought this guy into this whole thing? Shabbat. And here we are talking about Shabbat. That's what my family too. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, me too. Thanks, Peter. All right. Let's. Uh, Let's pray. Gregor, close us in prayer. Mm -hmm. And don't mention the God. Okay. We ask that you would continue to open our lips that our mouth may declare your praise. We, we hope tonight that our conversation was uplifting as we wrestle with the things that you have preserved and written for us in your Torah. We consider them wonderful and beautiful and hope to have many more discussions just like this one so that we can come to conclusions and so that we can bring more honor and glory to you. I personally thank you, Father, for every man in this room, 
for their impact on my life and their impact on the lives of people listening and on all of our families. Thank you, Father, for bringing us all here tonight, keeping us safe, and I ask that you would bless the work of our hands this week as we leave here better men than when we came. In Yeshua's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Wow. I'm going to pour, swallow, select, share. I'm going to try and break all 39 <laughs> Melachot by offering you some wine. Uh, <laughs> okay, it's a work day. That's right. This is a work day. <laughs> you, uh, we can labor. <laughs> 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 <laughs>